You are listening to Unapologetic Talk, brought to you by We The People. Bringing some common sense with a little New York disrespect. We The People, for the people, by the people. You. Yep. This is yep. Lovely Rebel. It is Don's Cartier. Rudy Fraser. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to your favorite talk show. Unapologetic Talk. 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 Hold on, wait. Please use door to your right. Okay, I can't read. I'm black. Hi! What? What the hell? Nigga, no! Get the fuck out of here! What? <laughs> I have a podcast! I got a podcast! I have a podcast! Let me in! And this is supposed to be some social justice place. What the fuck? I'm gonna take out my fucking mask. Y'all gonna fucking apologize. Y'all gonna apologize, motherfucker. I'm gonna make you apologize. Yes. Oh, probably got like probably downstairs. Um, yeah, because you give us like, like, like. Okay. All right. Are we right there? Right there. Oh, continue. Oh, that's cracking. Okay, go there, go there with you. Go get Barney. Yeah, go there, go there with you. Yeah, we wrap up, we wrap up. Yeah, they just look like the kids. Remember when we were kids? That's why I was going with them. You had a video. You had a tug of war with the And then the male came, and like she handed him, and I opened him. I'm like, you gonna fucking apologize? And then they pulled it back. Yo, I was going downstairs to get Barney. Barney was coming up the steps with her, with her surprise. Everybody knows who I am. I'm walking on everywhere and they know who the fuck I am. He just wanted maybe he wants to be an asshole. You know some black men they just hate black women and maybe that's what it is. They ain't get no play. Yeah, that's also, there's also some of that. <laughs> but they're older, but the people sitting down, and you're supposed to be activist. Anyways, what we do, what we starting? You better start that. <laughs> this shit started already. I'm passionate about my project. Do you want to hold this? Yeah, if you want to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Are you passionate? Yeah. Is it on? Yeah. Video man, is it on? Audio's on? Okay. <laughs> so you know you're passionate about your project. I don't want to fuck it up. Y'all gonna talk? You gonna ask about the story? Yeah, what? Yo, all right. Did we get the story? Let's, or Do you want me to repeat it? Yeah, we gonna hold on. We gonna have you repeat <laughs> that thing. Is it, we all right? We rolling? Yeah, all right. Y'all give it up for one of my favorite people in the world. Yo. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck. Can I talk? Can I speak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got attacked by four police officers in the front okay. of the People's Forum. This was look. They have Che Guevara. And Angela, who's Angela Davis? And I'm getting, and they have cops. They have SRG in the front. They got SRG in the front. Yo, all right, this is Barney, y'all. Crackhead Barney. If y'all Hi, see. I'm a crackhead. Yeah. Miss Crackhead. Barney is live, bro. Leroy, Leroy, look at this Leroy nigga. Adam. That's exactly how he looks today, boy. He's looking right now. Right now, he's looking just like this. That's how he's looking when he got that phone call. Because yesterday, oops, oh, shit. <laughs> back, baby. Look, yesterday, he got that phone call, right? He was on the train. I mean, on the plane. He was on the plane to D.C. to um 
to go with the rest of the mayors. There's a couple of mayors, uh, I think from Florida, Chicago, like all the all the all the major spots that got you know the the, the migrant uh, crisis is going on. All these mayors are are coming together to go to D.C. Well, they did um, to ask for I think like five billion dollars. You know what I mean to uh, help out this crisis. And I said shit as they should because bro, we got the money. We got we funding a war right now, so we got the money to like like handle our shit right here. But um. He was the only one that didn't make it to that that you know what I mean that meeting, and uh, we seen him on the plane, and uh, <laughs> he got the phone call. You know what I mean? Why? Why they they showed him? It was so crazy because the news clipping showed him like in the morning. They showed him like on the plane, and he talking about boom, how he going? You know what I mean? He's going for the migrant crisis. And they showed him on the plane, like actually on the plane flying out, and then uh, you know uh, I guess like a couple minutes later, you know the FBI was storming through his crib. You know what I mean? Uh, and they took um. <laughs> Yeah, took oh, oh um, yeah, not not his crib, but it's um, the, uh, a young black woman named uh, Brianna Suggs. It's his uh, campaign manager, and uh, she's only twenty five years old, bro. And I, I believe it's some sign of corruption going on in there. But anyways, she's like twenty five years old, and she's been with him um, on on his uh, his little fundraiser campaign. She's raised millions of dollars for him. All these people that they're putting these charges on. Are going, you know what I mean? They're going down, and and nine out of ten, uh, Brianna Suds, uh, she's probably going to go down. You know what I mean? Um, when the FBI usually come for you, they usually, you know what I mean? They usually got it, and uh, they took, they took, um, I believe a laptop out of her crib. Um, uh, they took some documents. They took a note folder that had Eric Adams' name on it. Um, and, you know what I mean? There's a few items they took out of her crib. You know what I mean? That they use it for evidence. Uh, as far as him, he did a U-turn. You feel me? He um he he came out and spoke out about it where he said that he is going to comply and he is not worried about anything. You know what I mean? Um, he said he was shocked that you know what I mean that it's going down, but he said he's not worried. But he's absolutely worried mm -hmm. because he made that U-turn. You feel what I'm saying? He was he was in D.C. He jumped back on that plane and came back to New York. You dig know what I'm saying? And uh, to the point that the people at the White House is like, you know what I mean? The only mayor that didn't show up. I think to the point of the public, um, the the public hearing about this, this is one of those things. Like, I, th I feel like the public gets more, they may not be aware of all the other weird things that um, uh, the mayor does. But I think when it comes to corruption and like, um, especially when it comes to like donor campaigns and stuff like that. I think when the public hears about this, it'll draw some more skepticism and critique of, of uh, Mr. Adams, um, especially as people, if people start going to jail for it, you know, um, yeah. then it, it, it'll, it'll shed more light and other, and hopefully people will be able to start drawing attention and making connections to like other things um, on the point of like, yeah, just like similar to Obama, I think, um, you know, moderates, just like people of color, you see, you see like a black man get elected to a, a position of power and you're like, that's a win for us. But in reality, um, you know, it isn't, it isn't, it isn't always all, all skin folk and kin folk, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, um, and especially in some of these positions, not like, not only, not only is it often a um symbolic position but it's also um they also just like don't take it's not like they're taking like initiative to like make an effect change right like 
so many of the the news headlines with Eric Adams is just like him goofing off. You know, he's not he's a very unserious politician from what I've seen. Very true. Um, yeah. And uh, a bad example. Yeah, I, it's terrible. A terrible, terrible example of New York. He does not represent New York or any New Yorkers. Yeah, I don't know that we ever had a good mayor, though, either. That's like the other thing. It's like we just always have, like from de Blasio, Bloomberg, um, Giuliani. No, I think, I think York is bad. I, I, I get mad at him the worst is because, bro, they, I, I think they always, when they put a black man in the position, they always push him to oppress us the worst. You know what I mean? Whether it be their rules and he's the puppet for it, but he's the one pushing it on us. You know what I mean? This man gets in charge and then now now it's no more. Like he just like basically took away the culture. The first thing we see him is taking away people's motorcycles and stuff. So like, all right, we see that. And then like he he got a commercial where he's out there like tearing them up, you know what I mean? And then the construction site. Then they take away the cookouts from us. Then we see them taking away our music and then villainizing our kids and just it just it's terrible, bro. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Ooh, dude, blood on his hands. Out here funding war well, I'm going to do too. And, and as far as the phones. Remember that phone. video <laughs> that we saw? Yo, please add that clip in. Eric Adams, has anyone else on your team had their phone seized? Okay, Morgan, we're taking We're talking about helicopters. <laughs> what is, what is it? The clip. It was like Eric Adams talking about some. They asked him, oh, what about your Steve's phones? He was like, we talking about helicopters. Yeah, he said we talking about helicopters. Like <laughs> Eric Adams wants to bring up everything else. But what's yeah. on the table? What's going on with that phone? And these sections. <laughs> and the city. Like, come he on, said, bro. Yeah, they asked about what's sexual assault. And they said, I'm talking about helicopters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's the throw off. But yeah, um, I mean, there always has to be balance. You know what I'm saying? Me as an organizer, I try to um, plan my actions around holding the people and the politicians accountable and the um, higher elected officials, anybody who's involved. Like I said, I used to work for the city council. I used to work for KRG, KRJ, um, Krista Richardson Jordan, the per district councilwoman for Harlem because I'm born and raised in Harlem. So mm -hmm. I thought I know the community so I can have a voice in the community. And I've been organizing around the same time as Relly for is, about is that three the seat years. That Yusuf just got? And is that the seat that Yusuf just got? Yusuf. He he got a Harlem one, one as well, one but that's the not the same. The no, okay. she's still in gotcha. her seat. Yeah. But I worked there like two years ago, a year ago. Gotcha. But um, I quit yeah. because they was being funny. I'm like, I'm putting all this effort in and they're not paying me enough. Yeah. So I quit. But point is, I like to tap into the government officials who are at the seat of the power, but I also tap into the people because, like I said, abolition is about dismantling the oppressive system and rebuilding a new one. I'm with you. So, like, who are we going to rebuild it with? The people, the America's built off of the blood, the sweat, the, the backs of black people, brown people. So we need these same people to rebuild something new for us, something that's really going to make it work for us, by us. You know, so we have to talk to the people. We have to empower the people and liberate them and educate them on the shit that's happening because the government officials are not doing that. There's a lot of censorship going on. There's a lot of, like, um, 
um, scapegoating and going on. Like you said, you don't even recognize Eric Adams no more. Like the shit he be saying as an ex cop, it's like, like are you still a cop? Like it's like your mindset has not changed. So, but his mindset wasn't even that. Was that's that's the crazy part. The, the part that that wasn't his mindset. Like everything he's saying now, if I was to take it, bring it back to twenty five years ago and play for him, he probably dropped like, what the who the who's this man? That's you in twenty five years, bro. That's what. All right, all right. I I, I seen you said something about about getting to see up in the council and I, there's people like 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 all right like i said i got i got look in y'all see that you for the people that's what makes me and that's that's the other thing about um when you were saying the cops are just doing their job i not, think i'm not making it as an excuse i'm just telling you yeah. what it is it's not yeah, like, yeah, no, I, I know i know for, no. for, for the first three years of my career I, I wanted to pull my locks off like y'all just y'all could just do this i could just blindly do this you know yeah. what I mean? but it's, it's it took me about three years to realize they didn't. I joined to change the system. They joined because they were broke and needed money. And that, we here for different reasons. Yeah, but that's the bad part. Mm-hmm. That's the bad part because when I, when I be talking to them and they are oh, wrongly doing my job and you don't care, you have to care. You have to get just like your situation mm-hmm. with the, uh, what Rudy's saying with the Guyanese, the kid, mm-hmm. and you let mm-hmm. them go. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you can look at them or tell boom, 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 boom. Like not everybody has to get locked up. Like like you see two brothers fighting. I said the cops come roll up. They'll lock both brothers up. Now both brothers owe the state. And when somebody could come immediately, if a person that cares, and that's why, that's and why they send so, so how about this? Look at this scenario, right? That same thing. Imagine those same cops encountering those same brothers, but with no quota. I promise you, those cops behave differently, man. I promise you, those yeah, cops yeah. make decisions that make more sense. You, when you have a quota, it robs you of your discretion, right? You know how many times cops call me right now? Now that I'm retired, cops that's still cool with me. Some of them younger on the job, and there's one. This one um, officer, he had to had to arrest an 81 year old, mm. and he was livid. But when you don't get the arrest, the sergeant puts you in the car, and drives around with you, and starts making you run people's names. Oh, and, and, and the 81 year old, I, I don't remember all the details, but an 81 year old had to be arrested. And it's like, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm about to quit this, man. This, this is not what I signed up for." You know, and he's like, "I got a different respect for you. I thought I understood what it's like to stand up to this, but now that I'm here, he's a new cop." He's like, how did you ever stand up to this? I was like, because I came in with that in mind. He was, I said, I said, this is what quotas do. This is what pressure for arrest do. You're not yourself out there. You're, you're acting on behalf of a policy that says you have to get arrests and summonses. I want to bring up uh, the, the YSL Rico topic in, in solidarity Ooh. with the with YSL. I have my slots sweater on. <laughs> Free the slots. Um, but... That it's really it's not even um, I think it's important. Um, it's important for a few different reasons, particularly, I guess, generally the like, I think um, how how the Rico is like used so broadly on so many things. Um, uh, I think the there's also there's some like lightheartedness to it because uh, um, I, I think it's so fun. I need Young Thug's lawyer, basically. I don't know if y'all seen yeah. the way he's been defending <laughs> YSL, but it's it's it is it is spectacular. The the they, the prosecution tried to say that in Young Thug's Push and P video, he was throwing up a blood sign, and the dude literally goes, "What did he say?" He said, "There's quote," and I quote, "There's nothing wrong with holding up a blood sign, but that's not a blood sign." That's a P. And then he said, push and P 
stands for pushing positivity. That's a fucking bar. <laughs> That's a fucking bar. Bro, you so funny. And then, go, go talk. And then, talk, 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 wait, talk, talk. Uh, the he said Young Thug's name stands for truly humbled yo, under bro, God. Yo, bro, that's what Young Thug really <laughs> said his name is. If you like it, I love it. But that positivity shit, it's, yo, that's funny. Pushing positivity, but, nigga. We ain't pushing nothing Best believe it. That shit, shit like that flies because, bro, some of these niggas don't know what the fuck be talking. Niggas be talking about. You know, judges don't be know what the fuck he talking. He's like, oh, okay, all right, okay. He just scold me. And then it does become like <laughs> your word against theirs. Like your your whole the whole premise of this case, which is like like a lot of rappers have gotten have gotten hit with Rico's recently, and like they're trying to use it to like squash any type of like gangs, right? But with, with the YSL case, I think it's funny because there is no I haven't seen any like it's not like they got a murder involved at all. They don't have like any like hard like weapons charges and nothing that I've seen. It really is just like YSL, we believe, is a gang and an organization. And as a result of that, they like they have to keep trying to prove how who's the leader of the gang and what symbolizes that they are in a gang. And they're using like group chats and text messages and now like song lyrics and it you they can tell you these lyrics this and like unlike if people don't listen to Young Thug, like unlike a lot of drill rappers, there's some drill rappers who are like we killed X person yeah. on Y date <laughs> with with this <laughs> like they literally do that <laughs> as a bar. But 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 Thug doesn't do that. So now it's like artistic. Like he makes kind of like he's more like mainstream now, especially. So you're really trying to take like hit records and try to like say that these lyrics represent him being as a part of a gang, and it's already like the, I don't know the some people are like well it's like a freedom of speech trial. I don't know. We've been seeing them use rap lyrics in court cases for a while now. I don't know if that'll ever change, but I do. But trying to say that like certain lyrics represent this as a criminal organization, I don't even think that's how gangs work anymore nowadays. Like there's not like this like structured hierarchy um, where it's like there's not like an org chart you can go to. They don't, they're not clocking in. Um, so yeah, but trying to use rap lyrics to try to tie these these dots together. Bro, bro, it's criminalizing like, black wow. artists and black creatives. Like and they mm-hmm. already have it hard. The music industry sucks mm-hmm. the life and souls out of black artists and gives them the mm-hmm. bare minimum money and now you're gonna fucking paint them as criminals too. So you could take the rest of their Yo, they got they mm-hmm. got they got podcasts, right? They got this podcast. Um Trap Lord Ross. As yo a whole bunch of these cats. Bro, they break this shit down. I've been watching some shit. I've, Snitching I've, as a business. I'm like bro. watching the doc and some shit. Like, what? <laughs> or some shit, bro. They be breaking like the three hours down long. all the way down, bro. And then they'll show pictures and everything about everything they're talking about. And I'm like, this all these lawyers got to watch or some shit. Like, bro, and they, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy, yo. That shit is nuts, bro. But I'm like, yeah. Um, that, 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 um, the, the drill rappers fucked it up. With that shit, the way they do it, I, I don't see. I don't heard the shit that they. I see the shit that they're accusing. You know what I mean? Uh, young thug on. 
I can't see how they pinning any of that shit to his music. And I've seen like the lyrics they trying to. It, it's just, I don't, that shit, you know what I mean? It's not the same. It's definitely not the same as drill, you know what I mean? And, so I don't, I don't, and then at yeah. the same time, like you said yeah. nobody, nobody has got killed that they're trying to hit with this Rico shit. Nobody, I, just, I heard about it, just a whole bunch of failed attempts, but you know what I mean? Um, and nobody has been killed. So I don't, what's, 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 the, what's the status on that right now? Is he, was he still going to, why is it taking so long? The trial? It just started, it just started this week. So like, um, like that's why, that's why like the, 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 the stuff oh, I quoted oh. from the lawyer, that's like, on that's like from like two days ago, that's like ongoing. Um, so I think it's like, I don't know why it took so long to get started, but it, it does seem to be in motion now. And on the, the Rico stuff, it's wild that like in Georgia, there's three Ricos going on right now for like vastly different things. It's Young Thug and YSL, Donald oh, Trump, and the um, oh, Stop wait. Cop City. Diddy. Diddy. Sean. Key to the City Combs. What's wrong with you, bro? What? How, first of all, Mary Adams, Leroy, we know you're connected in this somehow because you've been going down with a lot. But the cases on Diddy have reached four. Four lawsuits on this man. And I quote, what does he have to say about this? Yo, it's yeah, yeah. about to gaslight this whole situation. And it's so <laughs> hilarious. He says, <clears throat> enough is enough. For the last couple of weeks, I have sat silently and watched people try to assassinate my character and destroy my reputation and my legacy. Diddy, you're facing sexual assault cases. Rape case, but I don't know. I don't even know if I can say this on YouTube because people would be good to that. But SA cases, bro, on multiple women, and now you're facing like um, economic like lawsuits too with the um, with a lot of the artists coming out and saying you've been financially taking advantage of them. So not just physically, not just sexually, but financially abusing people. So this the reason I wanted to bring this back up. Right, it's because I was watching recently the updates and stuff. I really don't like to pay attention to tea and shit like that. Shit with celebrities, like really saying, I really don't like celebrities. But I love bullying the bullies. You know what I'm saying? The people in power who think they're untouchable. I'm here to verbally touch you. Okay, I'm here to poke fun at you. Because taking advantage of a 17-year-old is, is beyond sick. So that's the recent case. Um, she's been labeled as a Jane Doe, so we do not know her name as of yet, or she's choosing to stay anonymous, which is completely respectable. But this Jane Doe person, they have recently filed a lawsuit as of December 2023. This lawsuit is saying or claiming Diddy of sexual assault um, charges and sexual trafficking charges. This goes from Illinois all the way to New York City. So Diddy and his entourage, his um, music industry gang members, right? These he they decide to <laughs> like not even like a good gang, bro. Like like a sick cultish gang. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they abduct this 17 year old girl. They like manipulate her, gaslight her, something like most likely what he wrote in that own post about his defamated character you know what i'm saying they gaslight this girl and they take her 
all the way on a private jet from Illinois to New York City to a New York City recording studio. And like I said, at the age she's 17, he's like um, late 20s at this time or like early 30s and traveling with this minor. They get her, according to the lawsuit, get her coked up on um, a lot of drugs and alcohol. So she's like inebriated. She's not really like in full consciousness, you know? And they take her from the private jet, like I said, to the recording studio in New York City, where they end up gang raping her. And it's really, it's really sick. You know what I'm saying? The amount of privilege that money can buy. Like, why, first of all, why were there accomplices? Why did this happen in the first place? You know? Like, like, really, you be saying, and we touched on this, like, before when we talked about Diddy. Like, when people have money, there's, like, an ego thing that hits you. If you, like, having money is no joke. You can't laugh when you have money. You can't breathe in a type of society where it's so competitive. You feel like you always have to one-up somebody or be better or take advantage, you know, or manipulate. Like, have the money to be able to secure yourself enough where you know your career is almost, like, fully covered if anyone or any of your friends were to go out and snitch on you or something like that or to be so comfortable where you could pay off niggas or just sit back and, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do these type of things. It's so sick. And, like, we saw with the R. Kelly case, this shit went on for years. That went on for decades. And the fact that people, like, the earliest case with Diddy came out, like, 1991. It's 2023. So you're telling me this has been going on for decades, too, and no one's stopping it? We have to look at, like, how these cases are intertwined. It's all with money. It's a power move. And yeah. niggas are allowed to get away when it comes to money. We just got to see that. Yeah, because you also got to, like... The system is painting this narrative. Yeah. I think it... It's sometimes, like, I think people be trying to, like, think of this like a conspiracy theory. But, yeah, it's just, like, kind of simple math. Like, the people... Diddy makes money. Why would I... He's going to help me make money. I'm not going to snitch on, on on him and get him out of there. It's just it's just pretty pretty straightforward. It's like it's not even real friendships or nothing that people would want to defend his character. It's just he's he's the boss. He's literally people's boss. Like that um clip that you shared really with with Fabulous. <laughs> it's like you don't want to you can tell he was feeling the way in that video. You can tell Nori felt the way. Yeah, those are grown men in there. He's like treating them. They all scared in there. All three of them niggas are scared. Well, except for Jada Kiss. Jada Kiss is like, he's just quiet in the cut. Like, just I was sitting because he's been around Diddy. He already know what time it is. But like, like Fab and Nori was like scared. Like, yeah. he made Nori blow out the candles, bro. It's make a wish. And Nori was like, <laughs> yo. But man, I think it's, I think it's. And then when he made Meek Mill match with him. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing. Mel, Daddy. But it's, it's it's, not, you know what I'm saying? Like this, it's, it's, it's like, a whole bunch of he's grooming these. I think, man, he's been. It's like it's not even about loyalty anymore. It's about being crumb complacent. Like you sitting there accepting a bare minimum for some change in your pocket for a chance opportunity for some clout. Yeah. No, I think I think it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> just, <laughs> <they're> like yes. <laughs> <laughs> <A wizard. laughs> some people are there. Yes. 
<laughs> like I know people like yeah, yeah, like people would happily just be like, yes, I, I will accept that. Uh, I was just like, if you when you start looking at Diddy and then boom, you look at R. Kelly. Now we now now they saying Jay, like but bro, bro and like, all these all these we've we've heard stories and seen, but then now you got to start you got to really start looking at all these people that that hold the power of of letting people in, you know, Michael Jackson, Quincy Jones. Um, you got to look at Jermaine Dupri. You got to, and it's sad, but it, now, I, 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 the only reason I'm saying this is because we're on the black show. But I think it's the same thing for the white ones. And it is, you know what I mean? It's just as wicked that the dude Harvey Weinstein. All right, boom, these people, they just fuck around and get caught up to where somebody come out and tell. But I think it's all like, I think, like, like I said, you yeah. get to a, a certain Epstein. power, bro. You got everything, especially when you've been on top forever. You know what I mean? You done, you is nothing that incites you in this world damn near no more. You done did everything you don't want to do. You can drive any car you want to drive. You can go anywhere you want to go. You can have any girl you want. To the point they don't even want they all right, now I don't I don't I don't want women no more. I want, men. I want yeah, I want men. And now I don't I don't want men no more. I, I did all that. Now I want little boys. I don't want little boys no more. I want little girls now. And I, now shit now I don't even want to I don't even want to do it no more. I want to watch y'all do it. Now I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to put y'all in a hotel room. Y'all gonna freak off for like three or four days, and I'm sitting in this corner and do something like, you know, this is what the fuck did he was doing, bro? This is what they said. And the thing we heard these shits, bro, and I don't think it's just some sexual shit. I, I think it's some murder shit. I, this is gonna be a whole bunch of shit. Like I, I'm like sitting there waiting. And the financial to thing see that, what this surviving Diddy gonna be like, but. Well, you know Mays what I want to see before about, that? Huh? was talking about some. He's fucking had an album, a song track out. He sold it to Diddy for twenty thousand. Now it's worth over two million. He couldn't even buy back his own sound. All this, all this shit is wicked, though, bro. Yeah. Well, yeah, let me talk about like that. That wicked. All right, how did he get to? How does he get a key to the city? What the fuck did he do to get the key? Like, it's certain shit. He's like, what mayor. the fuck is going on out this bitch? I was, I was. I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast with uh, Vince Staples recently. Yeah, that was a good episode. I, was, I saw that. It was fire. Hey, I, I love Vince. I've been listening to him since like yeah, our future he's days. He's one of my favorite, man. Yeah. And he a funny ass nigga too. He is. Um, but he talked about, I think him and Joe was going back and forth <clears throat> about like, I guess like kind of like create, like black creators breaking into the like industry from like a, like a director mm-hmm. um, standpoint. And like try basically just like supporting black content. Yeah. Um, and all the different barriers to entry um to like black creators. I don't know if you ever like thought about that, cause uh, just like if Every you day. speak on that. Cause uh he there was I think he was talking about they clone Tyrone. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that. that I really enjoyed that film. Yeah. It was so it. good. And that was a that guy that guy's a first time director. Yeah. What? Yeah, that was his first feature film. Yeah, and so, so it's, that, that and so it's like as a, as a community we need to support that guy mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like we need to whatever he does next we need to all come out in droves and support that shit like that was his first film on netflix with john boyega mm-hmm. and tiana paris and jamie fox and it was really entertaining you know mm-hmm. um and that was a that was a first time guy and it's just like that was a white boy and that was his first time that was his first time first movie oh he would have been on every magazine yeah. like i don't even know what this dude looks like yeah yeah, yeah. I either. like they, he like why isn't he getting a photo shoot and all this type of stuff and all these interviews and meet like I don't even know what this dude looks like but I really enjoyed his film and so I would just say like if you're a person of color that enjoys good film like we need to support that dude 
Yeah. yeah. It, it was like breaking down all the different costs that go into it, which I had never thought about. <laughs> oh, like, man. It's expensive, bro. Like, I, I just produced my first uh, short film through my own production company. And, like, Talk. Uh, I learned a lot about that. And it's, it's and like you said, with the barriers you have to go through. Because I, I tell people all the time, like, the movie industry is very, it's exclusive for a reason. Like, they don't let just anybody in to make movies. Like, that's that's media, it's programming, it's entertainment. Like, there, like the there are different things cool you have brand. to go through. Yeah, and so it's like, there's there's three ways to get in. There is, you're born rich already, so you had the money to just buy your way into it. Nepotism. Yeah, your parents, your parents are, are successful film industry people, whether that be execs, producers, actors, whatever. And then third, you got to be really talented and get lucky. Like those are the three, and so and so it's just like if you didn't go to the right school or if you don't, your parents don't know the right person. There's just a lot of work you just have to do, and so like you have to understand that, and you have to be strategic with how you do things, um, and so like that that means building an audience and crowdfunding and all this other type of stuff because it's just like you know for us like I went on the internet and basically raised around forty thousand dollars to go shoot this for, the short film, and it's just like. But there's somebody that went to NYU that can just like ask their parents like, "Hey, can you talk to so and so?" And then they just get forty thousand dollars from one person. Yeah. Whereas like we had to get, we had to corral four hundred people to get our forty thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's just like this. Everybody takes the same steps. It's just a lot more steps, or it's just like a different way to get there. And so as a black, as a black creative, it's the film industry is like very tough because one you're probably not going to be pitching or trying to get money from other black people because we just don't have that stake in the industry yet. Like we're getting there and like with as many stars as we have, I think it we should be doing better, but we're just not um, because of just like not being organized or yeah. this or that type of thing. But there are like some more like black film funds being created and things like that. So that's, that's good to see that that's happening. Um, but yeah, it's just like most of the time, like I've never pitched to a black person before mm. you know what i'm saying like i've never like it's always been if there is a black person in the room they work for the white person i'm pitching to mm -hmm. you know and so like you almost have to speak a different language to them to pitch the movie or yeah. pitch the show and so like that that's a barrier in itself there, there's things that just there's very good projects and scripts that just don't get made straight up because the white person you pitching it to just doesn't understand. Yeah, because you're you're, picking, you're creating it for a black audience. Exactly, yeah. and but you got white funders, right? And so you know, and you start to think like that doesn't even really even make sense. I'm creating something for black people, but I have to get a white person with money to understand it and like it and and get behind it first. Mm -hmm. That's almost that's damn near impossible. Mm -hmm. So if you do see a black movie get made, it's almost just like. I don't know, what did you even do to get this on here? You know what I'm saying? So like, so like, like a they took clone Tyrone is just crazy, and they did that through uh, Macro Ventures, which is a black owned finance company. Fire. They uh, they're starting to like finance black movies and stuff. So when you see when some, so I was telling somebody they're like, man, they they let a movie like this get on Netflix. I was like, well, it was produced by a black company, mm -hmm. and so we have to get more equity in the industry. So someone who's very talented or works really hard doesn't have to ask 400 people just to get forty thousand dollars you know yeah. we need to have things set in place like let's let's fund these as like a community let's get these films out because like that's something i would really like to do when i get established is like basically just like pick two two black film filmmakers two black male filmmakers and like get, here's money go make a short and yeah. let's see what let's just see what happens because you got to give people a shot yeah like a lot of these top directors that are like 
if you look at all the top directors like those guys where you just say their name and you know what movies there are like the Tarantino, Scorsese, Wes Anderson, like all you got to do is say their name and you know their films, right? Mm -hmm. Like those guys made bad movies first. Mm -hmm. Like, like Tarantino didn't come out the gate making Django. Yeah, yeah. Like that dude started making movies in the eighties and made Django in 2012. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What there's not, there's no black people are getting that kind of like, all right, let's keep, let's keep giving them a career and let them, 30 years to make the big thing you know what i'm saying if you're you're black in this thing your first joint got to be fired you never get another shot again Facts, that yeah. dude had to make they clone tyrone like that yeah, yeah we never yeah. were gonna hear about him ever again you know what i'm saying yeah. wes anderson he's a very you know, big filmmaker his first movie sucks yeah bottle rocket compared to like moonrise kingdom look like wes anderson but i think that's the anderson. thing you got to make bottle rocket to get there though yeah and he made and the thing is he made bottle rocket uh off a short film version of bottle rocket that's even worse than the feature <laughs> it's really bad like i my first short film is 20 times better than wes anderson's short film Talk that shit. i didn't get shit from that you know what i'm saying like but it allowed me to get an audience to now making something that's even bigger it's still another short film but eventually i'll get to the point where i can make a feature but it's like as a black person we're not given the and donald glover said this before he said that's why he loves jaden smith so much he's like he was like the first black kid that's like had all this room to just fail will smith is my dad i can fail as much as i want to until i finally get it right like yeah. jaden smith like we don't even know what jaden smith is gonna even do yet like mm-hmm. music and the acting and all that stuff. He's probably like he's probably like oh i was he's just trying to homeless yeah like, he's yeah, feeding yeah, the home yeah, like he's he's doing all kinds of shit like Jaden Smith like might be he might create some app or like create some new industry some new yeah, industry yeah, we don't yeah. even know just because he's had so many chances to fail you know what I'm saying I I have not had the chance to fail yet. The the, the, uh, the only thing I hate about it is, is, is the fact that it's, it's a second second degree second degree murder I mean second degree manslaughter the manslaughter um they don't. They don't hold that much weight, as far as I guess people getting time. But like you said, like we, I mean, we're, we're we're abolitionists, so we don't really believe. But like I said, I'm not gonna lie. I said until we get rid of the system. <laughs> to me, I don't give a goddamn. The, the the people, the white men that created that goddamn system, need to when they when they when they when they wild out, they need to go in that bitch to the full extent. You know what I mean? Um, okay. I think they need to, to live in their own hell that they created for us. Okay. So. Um, yeah, so that 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 shits on us because um, I don't think he's gonna get. Bro, I really see this shit going to where he's getting like probation or something. But his next court case is December six. I think uh, it's like I said, it's a lot going on right now with the um, you know, the genocides going on. Uh, it's, it's other situations with this, with this mayor. There's so much shit going on in the news that this just happened and nobody can see it. They don't got no news clippings. Nobody was out there. But when this when this when this happened, it, it was all over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This, this was almost the second uprising of George Floyd, to where uh, movie stars and and and, and uh, our regular people on regular day TV so shows that we see speaking out had to speak out about this to calm people down because it, it was almost the second uprising, and that's what shut us um, also down New York. You know what I mean? Uh, they seen how we were taking it to the streets every day, and um, we were only escalating. You know what I mean? Because we wasn't gonna let this one go past us, and uh, it got us shut down, got us on the sidewalks. So I mean, that's how much power this joint had. And like, 
around that time, um, when when they first put us on the sidewalk, I asked one of the cops, and they told me that it was, you know what I mean, because they, they of of the of the of the power just had if it got, you know what I mean, if he if if people kept continuing the protests or keep escalating it for him to get locked up. And now the trial is here, and it's no cameras, there's no nothing on it. But you can look it up and, and get everything that you know. What I mean, was said if you look up Daniel Benny, but it just happened on uh, uh, November 16th, and the next court date is December 6th. So I tell everybody that, and it, and it, it sparked up a lot of you know, what I mean, more of the movement. Like uh, we the people got a whole bunch of people over the summer. We all seen that. Um, we seen the protests. All of them get you know, what I mean, larger numbers again. Um, so. Just keep your eyes open for that because they might try to let this man off on some slick shit. What day you said again? Right underneath the, uh, December 6th. December 6th. They might let him off on some slick shit while, while all this shit is going on. We're not paying attention. And nobody's going to go back. They'll be like, oh, what happened to that? You know what I mean? That's just disheartening. And we already know this Daniel Penny case was going to lead to bullshit because, like, they let him out on bail. Like, they let this dude walk in with his little private security and stuff. It just reminded me of the, what was that case where the cops bought that dude a burger after, like, that mass shooting? Like, it it was just like, what, bro? This dude is a murderer. Mm-hmm. Like, one should be charged for that. And then, two, why is he allowed to walk these streets with other New York City civilians? Like, he can't just put anybody else in a chokehold when he feels like it with his ex-veteran training. Like, yeah. When they thought the, the, the prosecutors, uh, when they thought, not the prosecutor, but the defense, Daniel Penny's lawyer, when they asked him, uh, his last statement was that Daniel Penny did not intentionally, he wasn't trying to intentionally kill nobody, and that um, he had um, his restraint that he had on, uh, um, his, his restraint that he had on Jordan Neely wasn't applying pressure on Jordan Neely's neck. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that motherfucker just died, I guess, because he put it, you know what I mean? It's, it's the wildest shit ever. But this is what, and, and that's, and that should just show you how, how the defense ain't even, like, digging in like that. He, 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 he immediately came in and asked for a dismissal. Like, bro, we're not even going through this. You know what I mean? Um, and with just the, just the, just the statements off a witness saying that Daniel Penny lunged at people. You know what I mean? And I'm just so mad that it wasn't no, um, video, of this because we see this every day on the trains. When you get on the train and we see how people get on the train and they always, they, I mean, not always, but you know what I mean? Um, they usually announce we looking for money. I'm just hungry. Anybody got anything? You know what I mean? And maybe like, uh, you know, Jordan Nilly was, was yelling that day or whatever like that. But, you know, witnesses said that it was like a regular, like a regular day. Like, you know what I mean? When people come to ask for, you know what I mean? For whatever they need. Um, uh, he might've been yelling and everything, but uh, from what it was said, nobody said that he lunged or tried to go at anybody. And that's what, that's what people need to be looking out for. These witnesses that say he lunged, but let them get their ass on that stand to say that. You know what I mean? Let us see your face. <laughs> Are you lying for this man? You know what I mean? That's that's that's, that's the whole yeah, that's bullshit, man. Mm-hmm. It's bullshit. And I think they need to go get the two dudes that 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 also held Daniel. I mean, held, held Jordan nearly down mm-hmm. because I mean they, they, that that was in the video and they 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 speak about it. It's complicit. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't like that. And just to see that those were people of color too. 
it's just heart heartbreaking. Uh, yeah. And it's not a crime. It is never a crime to be houseless or mentally ill or hungry. Like people are failing to see why this went down. Because Daniel Penny saw this houseless, mentally ill person as a threat. This hungry person as a threat. Why? Why is this narrative being painted and allowed to be pushed so white supremacists like Daniel could just move freely with their thoughts like, oh, I'm a white savior. Like, you're not Superman, bro. You're an ex-veteran for a reason. Like, you're not saving. Yeah. And that's, like, more so how I'm also kind of, like, looking at it. When we talk about, like, I feel like my thoughts on, like, abolition is, like, yeah, put him in jail. But, like, it's, like, understanding, like, the underlying issues and, like, what would lead to certain things. And even, and, like, obviously we know, like, being yeah, houseless is not a crime or, like, it shouldn't be considered it. But the the downgrading from, like, murder to manslaughter, like, manslaughter is, like, unintentional or, like, accidental murder. And then you have to like ask like, okay, why, why was this considered accidental? Because he didn't, he just says like, oops, I didn't, I didn't actually mean to kill him. I put him in, in something that could kill him. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, but he pushed him and he hit his head or some shit, which is like the other stuff that we see in the news. Mm-hmm. He, you put him in something that could kill him. And, um, and, and then it goes to like, when you look at it, it was like, well, for you to down, downgrade it from murder to manslaughter feels like there's like an, an assumption there that he was slightly justified. He was slightly justified in trying to restrain him, but, oh, he killed him. So there should, there should be some, we should review whether there should be consequences to that. And when you look at it, like, why, why is it, why is it just, are we supporting vigilantism? Like, should, well, is that, true. is that what, is that okay? Like, is, should people be out here? trying to be the police and is it because he has a military background what about the people who held him down like is are they also justified as like because now you, you like you said dimes like it, he was playing some superman shit trying to save the day even though he didn't need to save the day and then these other people were being sidekicks mm-hmm. and so like what are we when people want to talk about lo- the laws are in place to like encourage or discourage certain things that we want to have happen if he doesn't get punished and he doesn't face any kind of accountability or justice you're saying that it's okay to just be running around here like little batman and superman Bro. and yeah. you know, is that is that really what you want oh yeah if we didn't think if the protests didn't turn up the way they did bro it's it, vigilante season right now bro it'd be so video what everybody be on the train going crazy right now to anybody that come up on the train and, and do that you know what i mean like everybody probably from there on it'd be every fucking tough white boy jumping on the train trying to choke a nigga out bro any houses nigga out you know what i mean if that shit would have rolled past yeah because when you say that like because they they do criminalize being houseless and so yeah that makes a houseless have. person a criminal yeah, exactly. Sending in the sweeps and stuff, and so yeah. then you are you're you're waging a war on on houseless people and just like just lots of different marginalized groups and you know Zimmerman also vigilante like um, and there wasn't accountability there and so That's I don't know I think happened yeah bro we can't let that happen I, we I, yo 
Bro, pressure. December 6th. Courthouse. Six, Surround the courthouse, goddammit. Pressure. Six. I'm definitely throwing a flyer right there. I hope they cancel it when they see my flyer. We're going to boost that shit, too. <laughs> <laughs> Push the court date. <laughs> yeah, you still on the court for this shit. Month later, nigga, something. Uh, we can't announce when the next court date because it's, it's pressure, bro. We got to surround the courthouse, bullhorns out, we're going crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely can't have uh, that situation out here, man, of, of, of that dude getting off. You know what I mean? I, I just, yeah. Since, all right, um, I know that there's trying to be like um, rules applied, you know, for the SRG uh, moving forward. Um, as far as like uh, how they react to protesters, but um, have you seen? Uh, I've seen a commercial. You know what I mean? That, right. that says that you know we we're able to come out on the streets and use our voices, uh, and it showed like you know what I mean all the stuff that happened in twenty twenty. But since you know, um, since some of this stuff like has been getting like you know pushed, have you seen a difference between the SRG since they come out now? Do they act uh, a certain way knowing that they got these? Um, yeah. You know this this stuff on their back. Um, so yeah, I'm speaking as me and not Nike Glue. Just want to be clear about that when I talk about this. But the settlement that the NYCLU reached with the NYPD is not in effect. Um, so the PBA, the Police Benevolence Association, which is the union of the NYPD, which is an incredibly powerful union um, that holds a ton of power in in the political sphere, in the financial sphere, they are fighting the settlement. Um, so we, you know, NYCLU and Legal Aid, the folks that are part of that are going to have to go back to court, um, and, and fight for that settlement to go through. But a lot of what we see, what we've seen recently is that from the jump at a protest, the SRG is there, right? They're on either sides of the street. They're out in like 60 to hundred of them at a time. And we know that them being there is an escalation. We know that it raises tensions. That means that if something happens, it's not just one arrest, right? Because all SRG is there, they can all move in. Um, Under the settlement, um, a protest would have to reach a certain tier before SRG could even be there. So a protest that's just a march through the street, right? SRG can't just stand there. SRG can't be there at all. Um, that's the goal of the settlement, right? So that the NYPD has to jump through more hoops to get the SRG on the ground because we believe that the SRG being on site just exponentially increases the risk of mass arrests and violence. Mm -hmm. So that's something I've been seeing as we're protesting in the last three weeks now. Um, I've been clocking like, okay, under the settlement, this wouldn't be able to happen. They wouldn't be able to be here marching with us. Those are the things that would change. And like, just to be clear, like suing the NYPD is not the be all end all of fixing protests in New York City, right? The NYPD is very incapable of holding themselves accountable to anything, but it gives people another tool because now if there are more rules, there are more ways for you to advocate for yourself if you can know that those rules were broken. Um, and it gives individuals and also organizations a way to hold them accountable when they inevitably kind of break the commitments that they're making. Because mm-hmm. I did like a, a little lecture in Europe. So what I did was I made my lecture, I made a PowerPoint. I started the PowerPoint, so I thought it was in Germany, but there was a university in Amsterdam. So I was like, I have to bring a Hitler. You know Hitler, you may have to bring up Hitler when you talk about Germany. Because I was like, I can't get arrested here. You want to talk about Nazis and shit. So I started with what is performance art. And then I talked about, like, Hitler. You know what Hitler, you know, Hitler's art reject, art school rejects. 
and he made the degenerate art fair. So he had two art fairs. He had one where it was beautiful, robust, blonde oh, people, the pure race, and only the pure race can make the best art. And then down the block, he had something called degenerate art, which was like, like the Jewish artist. And he said, look, they're degenerates, Jewish people. They make like art that's abstract. You need like a textbook and an explanation to know the art. So he equated being Jewish and, de- and being Jewish with degenerate art. And the art oh, was like Jewish. more like, um, you know, cubism stems from like African art. And it was just like, it was kind of, it was like weird. So then he said that it was a degenerate art fair. And his art was like um, landscape, like just videos of la- uh, pictures of like, um, of, uh, of like, uh, Farm and homes, and then so I re- so but look, he used art to brainwash the match masses that if you're Jewish, you're degenerate, you trash, and he told the Jewish people, uh, the German people, for you to be look how the Jewish people are ruining German culture. They're ruining it by bringing this like degeneracy. He's making fun of like our culture. So then German German people started hating on Jews, and then these Jewish people, the Jewish artists, were like committing suicide. He closed art schools down. So I use that as like a, I said that, listen, he used art as a vehicle to control the masses and to like get people to hate Jewish people and like, you know, put them in gas chambers. And then I started talking about like black people in America and how like, um, you know, like there's in the, in the media, there's like the mammy for a black woman, Sapphire, and then there's the angry whore. So mammy's, you know, like Hattie McDaniel, mm-hmm. Sapphire is like, they said Pam for Martin, where she's like, uh, they said, uh, they said Pam for Martin. Or like um the bla- or pa- or like Tashina Arnold and I hate Chris. They said that's a sapphire character. Angry whore is like Pam Greer with guns, fights injustice, and then both of them like emasculate black men. And they, they okay. sapphires emasculate black men, mammies emasculate black men, mammies are ser- mammies are black women slaves that are serv- serv- servitude to white people. Like they're the happy slaves. Mm-hmm. So they try to make, so then white people in creating these characters, they made like the black people like, um, Hold on, wait, all right, Barney. Go ahead. Do, all right, so you just broke the definition of that one. Do the, do the sapphire and the other one. Sapphire is the one, like like a Pam from, Pam from Martin, she's angry, she's um, cutthroat, she's like quick with her words, yeah. she emasculates black men, like, you ain't nothing, man. So yeah. that's Sapphire. Angry whore is like like a Sapphire, and then she has like, and then she emasculates black men, but she's fighting injustice. And then the mammy is like a, is like a happy maid, like Hattie McDaniel. Like they said she'll scold white people, but she's still happy to serve them. Yeah. So then in doing that, where they portrayed this image of like black people being like, um, you know, like not angry. Oh, so what I said, what what was what was interesting was that the sapphire was a loud, boisterous black woman, and now they equated that with a negative image of black women. So they said that to punish black females, you do you want to be associated with a sapphire or be calm, cool, and collected and feminine, which will you'd be rewarded by not being seen. So if you don't want to be a sapphire, be like calm. Be like cool and collected. So I was thinking to myself, like, am I a sapphire? Do I get punished for being loud? You know, uh, like sort of like short with people, and you know, I'm, I'm sort of like this fiery character. And they're saying that black women aren't really rewarded for being this fiery character in society. You have to. They want you to be subservient, but black women aren't subservient at all. But um, yeah, they're not subservient. So then I was mad at myself because I was like, am I a mammy? I was thinking, do I embody like mammy, sapphire, and angry whore? Because, like, a mammy in the the respect that this Oprah is a mammy because she has a lot of white followers. I have a lot of white followers. Am I a mammy? Mm. Oh. 
Because, like, in a way, I was thinking it might mammy and white people. Uh, and, and I think um, mammy too is like a. Um, Kind of seen as like a like not sexual in any way too. Is that yeah, but that's why I'm a sapphire because she's sexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think I think I was thinking like, am I a mammy in that like so? Cause like sometimes like right, you know like how I'm like all out there. White people feel more comfortable in showing their racism. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they see that. That's what I mean. But that's what that's why I say like me when, when I'm around, I can I can see like certain people. But at the at the end of the day, um. I don't, I don't, the, the sapphire and the mammy, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's fucked up. We got these, 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 you know what I mean? The, the stereotypes. Uh, yeah. You just, if you just bang those, those three, uh, and I'm a coon. That, that definitely, I'm a coon. But those, those, but three, that don't bother me, the coon one. Those three descriptions, <laughs> as you said about the women, black women, yeah, that's all I grew up watching, like on TV. Those okay. are the characters, those are those three See, characters. Exactly. You, said, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but our our people are loud and vocal. We are we like to be chill. We like to have fun. We just like videos. We see in Africa, Jamaica. Yeah, uh, exactly. Be, we are cultural. We like to boom, boom. But over here, they teach us to be quiet. Uh, if we quiet, if we if we if we're not um if we're not quiet, then we're like you know what I mean. Uh, we get punished. We're ignorant. We're 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 loud. We're boom, boom. Yeah, being like, loud is associated being like ignorant boys. Like yeah. look, when I came in, they're like, oh my god, this black woman, she's wild, she's crazy, she's, she's loud, she's this, she's that, ah, you know. But that's not that's stupid. The Montgomery boat bra shit, real quick, because it's only like two. <laughs> <laughs> real quick. <laughs> yeah, as everybody, everybody remember the boat bra. Um, you know the the um. The uh, with God throw the cap in the air and uh, you know what I mean. He was getting jumped by the white people. He threw the cap in the air and everybody came. Legendary, uh, many memes. There yeah, were chairs everywhere, memes, bro, bro. That was a history moment to me. That was a history moment. Like I loved every essence bit of posted. Yo, and the kids that swam across the yeah. water. Okay, I, man, I like I liked how everybody um. That was the first time I I see like black people come together and quickly like donate money to like you know what I mean like like you know what I mean to to something like for them to raise money, um even though they wasn't trying to raise money I'm just saying like for black people to get behind them and celebrate because they do white people do that to us all the time like um you know I mean the Trayvon Martin where where you know what I mean they somebody bought the pistol or 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 even Daniel Penny Daniel Penny how much how much money Daniel Penny got he got like over two million dollars. Two million dollars. He got over two million dollars, and it's like that's what you know. What I mean, he probably beat the case. It's nowhere near that money he needs for his lawyer defense. You know what I mean? Nowhere near that much money. But you know, he's like he's got rewarded for killing the black man, bro. That's how that shit works. So I mean, I was just happy to see like them black people get rewarded for whooping some ass. So that was that was fire to me. But um, that like when shit dies down. When shit dies down, we got to celebrate, boom, boom. When shit dies down, months later, they start going back and locking cats up. And the dude, it, it, it's sad because uh, the shit that initiated, the, 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 the initial man that it started off, the dude that was getting jumped, the one that was doing his job and, and, and you know what I mean, he started getting attacked and he was just defending himself, you know what I mean, uh, got charged. He's getting charged now. Uh, I think it's like third degree assault charges or some shit like that. But what? it's um, you know, we might start. This is what we might start seeing now, and then you might later. 
just based on it being down south and shit like that. That's why I say, like, when shit died down, it should, should be um, when you got to go back and, and, and look at cases afterwards. You know what I mean? Go back and look at all, all like, I think people were like, like, just even talking about Daniel Penny, people got to, like, keep your eyes on that shit. There's so much shit going on right now. He might slide underneath the shit. We don't even, you know what I mean? Not even think about that shit. So it's like, you just got to keep your eyes open to shit. Like like I said, his, his case is about to start up. But you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's a lot of shit going on. There's a lot of important shit going on. But this is what I'm saying. This is where shit happens, where, you know what I mean? Boom, the bullshit start happening when niggas get slid out. Like, that's a big case. And and what shit is going on right now, we might not even hear. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's about to start going to court. So within the, in the next couple of months, he might get found guilty, not guilty, whatever the fuck it is. But all the news and shit going on, we might not hear about it. And 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 just because they don't want no like no protests, no shit like that, they might not even say that about it. You know what I mean? So like on the, on the TV and everything, I, and I believe the media works with the news of what they put out and 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 um, what they can show and shit like that. I believe they talk to them about you know what I mean? Um, because I just see like like all the shit that that I do or how. Um, no, just being out here the last three years and seeing how media do everybody. Of actually being there and seeing the news cameras and then actually watch them go on TV and spin stories. You know what I mean? Um I forgot one of the like one of the first marches when I was on the sidewalk. The um we came around the corner, like they do the route, they ended up knowing the route by the, the, the how far we got up the you know what I mean? How far the march went to the point that we came around the corner to like the main strip of where we about to go at. It was like uh the bushes and shit, like somebody pulled the bushes and shit out, and that shit was like debris all over the streets and shit all over there. And it was there before we got there. But on the news, they said that we did that shit. You know what I mean? That we threw that shit. They locked up one person. You know what I mean? And that was that was the spin. They they locked some they locked up somebody right before we ended the march and then tried to put that all into it. Oh, they was throwing debris and this and that. And then they showed a the nigga on TV getting locked up. And I'm like, yo, this is wicked. So, I mean, like, the, I believe, yeah, they me. work with these people, bro. They work with these people. So, it, it, they pick and choose what to get out there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Pretty much, they pick and choose what to get out there. And you see how, like, the, the media is never on our side when they come, when they pull up. You got some of them that, 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 that do stories for us, but then you got, like, I got the Fox News woman. Like, she rolled up on me all snaky and nasty, like, just trying, putting the microphone <laughs> in my face and shit. It's just... Oh, sneaky, <laughs> sneaky, 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 I keep stay, do your own research, man. Make sure y'all don't uh, let some of this shit that that we see go on. Like I said, like it's crazy how like we they were rewarded and um, even the news, like the way they showed it and shit, it was like almost just for black people. But now they're going back and locking these black people up. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, stay focused. I remember, I remember um, when the shit first happened. I remember the the only person we heard getting locked up was uh, the guy that was smacking people with the chair. You know what I mean? But now, I, now I believe they're going back and hitting everybody. So, yeah. Uh, I think on that, it's like, I think it was like funny for people. And so it like became like a good meme. And mm -hmm. it becomes like, will people actually tune in to like protect the people who 
we're doing that stuff, you know, like, will it, will it trend, will the memes and like the internet culture and the jokes and stuff translate to, um, actually protecting the people who was involved in that? Cause it's all Negro Avengers until the Negro Avengers got locked up, you know, yeah. and try free them, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I hope so. I hope to your point, people like Negro stay in Avengers tune and. <laughs> that, should be, that should be the um that shit happening in Avengers though. Civil campaign. War. Avengers Civil War, niggas got locked up. Bro, the Avengers got locked up. When I was running for office, because I ran for, you know, I ran for office in 2020. It was like the worst time. <laughs> uh you ran No, 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 not for mayor, just for oh. city council. It was the worst timing because like and it was mostly the white liberals, man. They, 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 they cop, get out of here. Like I remember one time I went to a campaign. Yeah, went, white liberals are yeah. the worst. Listen, I went to a campaign. Like, listen, I went to a campaign. I went to a campaign. Oh, you're not like me, Listen, listen, I went to a campaign. Let me say, um, I like I said one more time. Big shout out to Don. Don's not here. Don's at a photo shoot. Sending they love. Um, shout out to Sean behind the scene, fire do do the uh Maggie behind the scene. Shout out to um Sarah, shout out to Chucky, shout out to Rosie, shout out to um Shay, shout out to um uh, yo, oh big shout out to Angie, yo shout out to Angie. Um and yeah, that's that's it for uh, yeah, just uh, for the people that's tuning in and supporting and sharing. That's a fact. Oh. Oh.